0: All right, guys, we're coming back with a very special edition of the Little Bit Strange podcast. It is that time of year. We are talking fantasy football with my buddy. I consider him a fantasy football guru, very versed in the game, very versed in the statistics. We're going to get his opinions on some current players later on. Uh, right now, just kind of say what's up, Josh. I obviously got to tell people your name, so hello, Josh. What is up? Okay. Um So, how did you first hear
1: about fantasy football? Wow, that's a good question. Um, That was a long time ago. (laughs) I've been playing for so many years. Um, So, I think the first time I heard about it may have been from, I mean, the first time I played it was actually with you. But the first time I heard about it, I mean, I heard about it, I think, growing up, Um, and It's kind of like
0: Dungeons and Dragons. It's one of those things you hear that everybody plays, everybody knows, but nobody plays and nobody knows who plays it. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And so I didn't, it was weird because I didn't have like a burning passion to start playing or anything. It wasn't anything that I was like, oh man, I really got to play fantasy football. But I tell you what, uh, from the very first time I played, I was absolutely hooked.
0: Okay, now now what what kind of drew you into it? Is it the statistics of it? Is it the you never know what will happen? Like you're you're planning for the best, but sometimes the worst happens or planning for the best and hoping for the absolute best?
1: I mean, I I think what drew me in had nothing to do with the statistics even though Money I am kind of even though I am a kind of statistics guy. No, no, I think I think a- as adults whenever we can't just go to our playgrounds and play high school baseball and football and stuff anymore, uh, we need a competitive outlet. And so I think fantasy football for me was just like, you know, I'm a competitive guy and I love football. Um, and it's, it's just, and, and my friends, and it's just a good time to like, uh, get competitive with your friends in, in good right. competitive for fun.
0: Right. Yeah. Me personally, it gave me a reason to pay attention to football games that I was having to watch at work. And it's like I actually went from only caring about the Texans to, well, okay, Seattle's playing on Monday night. I got a wide receiver from them. The Jets are playing on Sunday night. I'm going against their running back. Like it started to make games that actually uh, most people, I think, wouldn't watch become more relevant.
1: Yeah, it's similar to – if you ask people about just like betting on anything, anytime you have a stake in something, it makes it more like y- you're more you're you're more into it.
0: Now do y- now do you think that fantasy football was the catalyst for the ri- rise in like daily fantasy sports and, and, and just fantasy sports in general, how it went from like just football to now there's football, baseball, basketball, NASCAR, golf, DraftKings, uh uh what's the other one? FanDuel. Yeah. Like, do you think that fantasy football was, like, th- the uh, original,
1: I guess? Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. That's pretty much what, pre- what what all of those are predicated on. It's just rather than, like, uh, a, a league that you might have with your friends where you draft for the whole season, you know, those – you just do it every week. So it's very fresh, and it keeps things fresh because, you know, a lot of times in fantasy you might just end up with a stinker of a team and, and your whole year is just kind of not fun because you're just kind of the whipping boy. <laughs> I
0: feel personally attacked on that one.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've all been there if you've hey, played
0: long enough. I won one game. <laughs> as, as long as I don't go winless, I'm fine. I've had that happen before. And that was, it's so frustrating because it's like you statistically are doing everything that you're supposed to do. But in the reality of it, it all comes down to how a complete and total random stranger to you for the most part, is going to perform that day.
1: Right. That's it.
0: Now, (laughs) do you think that it drives modern NFL players to play a little bit harder? In that, like, they know they can be the spoiler for somebody's fantasy football day?
1: I mean, look, I've heard a lot of stories about a lot of pro guys who actually play fantasy football. So... Marshawn
0: Lynch. Uh, yeah, he I fully mean,
1: admitted he drafted himself first every time. Um, that being said, I, I would never expect a professional athlete making millions and millions of dollars a year to.
0: No, what I'm what I, I'm not I'm not saying like throw a game. I'm saying like they play a little bit hard. Like a cornerback will play a little bit harder because this dude is projected way higher, and he's like, no, nah, I'm gonna be spoiler for all these millions of bullshit fans today that don't think I'm good enough.
1: Uh, Right. No, if they find motivation in that, then absolutely.
0: Well, Um, that's what I'm saying. Do you think it's a little bit of a motivating factor for more modern players? Of course, I'd say like in the last 10 years, because it's become more popularized.
1: Of course. I mean, yeah, no, no. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think so. I think those guys at that level of play are pretty motivated. Um, yeah, man, a lot of them even kind of make fun of the fantasy community. And a lot of the coaches kind of don't like the fantasy community either because we're just an interesting breed and we, we care about certain things that they don't care about. Right. Right.
0: Right. Like, but now some, there are some fantasy players that take it a bit far by like screaming shit at a player or a coach when they're at a game. And it's like they're because that person played to win. And played to keep their job. You lost one week on a twenty-dollar, Fanduel game or something like. Correct.
1: It's important to remember that right. it's it's a game. It's a game, and it's some people game.
0: do take it too far. It's a game.
1: I'm guilty of that. No, it's 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 a game. It's um, oh yeah, it's it, it's a game.
0: Do you think that the the daily fantasy um, sports sites have helped bolster the popularity of NFL? Yes.
1: I, I'll i even go as far as to say more sports in general. I mean, I don't necessarily know if they boosted the popularity of the NFL, but I can say with fair certainty that they boosted the popularity of, like, the red zone package, the NFL Sunday ticket types type stuff. Right, those channels. That
0: that was actually my next question was what Hundreds. you thought about those those like channels that are made now,
1: those, designed
0: yeah, around fantasy football correct. sports. The, like yeah. I can put my I can put in my team names or my team and log into all the information or whatever, and my TV will bring it up and show me when somebody's about to score or somebody just scored points for or against me. It's crazy, especially with, like, smart TVs and cell phones and all that. Like, it's insane, just like the random gunfire you might be hearing (laughs) in the background from (laughs) the upstairs studio. Um, um, It's not
1: real gunfire, by the way, folks. I mean, (laughs) that's very true, though.
0: Okay. So, now, do you play – you do play DraftKings, correct?
1: Yeah, I play a lot of DraftKings.
0: Um. Without going
1: into
0: how much, do you do you turn a profit
1: on it? I do. I mean, I've, I've done traditionally pretty well. Um, I do have certain strategies that I stick to. Uh, I don't have um, tens of thousands of dollars the way some of the professional DraftKings players have right. at their disposal. So, um, you know, but yeah, I have made thousands of dollars, but I just... Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely you know good contests and bad contests to play, but yeah, I've definitely turned a pretty decent profit overall on DraftKings.
0: Nice, nice.
1: And again, uh, not
0: asking actual numbers or anything like that. I mean, the fact that you can turn a profit on it, and you're not one of the ones
1: that is just bankrolling it basically. There are people investing fifty to um, I'm not gonna say that twenty five to fifty thousand dollars a week, right? Putting in hundreds of thousands of lineups. Or you know, tens of thousands of lines. Right, but
0: all it takes is what three or four of them to hit. You only need one to hit.
1: <laughs> you only need <laughs> all you need is one. If it's the right contest, you only need one to hit. That's true.
0: That's, that's very very true. Okay, so now part of fantasy football, of course, the biggest part, in my opinion, and the most enj- one of the most enjoyable parts is the draft. Yeah. Where everybody gets together, and uh, it used to be to where we all did it pen and paper, and then we put positions in. And Well, Yahoo being smart and ESPN being smart and all that, they updated it to where now you can do it online and all that. Do you think that kind of took away some of the nostalgia of fantasy football? No. Or did it just streamline it a yeah, little bit more? definitely
1: that one. Definitely the second. Uh, I don't think it took away anything. It just made it a lot easier on commissioners, league runners, um, sticker bitches, <laughs> you know, everybody Gotcha, <laughs> sticker <laughs> bitches. Yeah. Sticker bitches. You know, the guy who puts the stickers on the board, the draft board back right. in the day. Right, right. Well, now
0: they've it. even got it to where online you can do a little, like, projection onto your TV and have, like, a yeah. digital draft board. Yeah. We're going to try that this year, by the way. Um, now, most leagues are kind of set up with, certain number of positions and w- we'll say that it's a, a standardized league which for m- most leagues is one quarterback a couple running backs a couple wide receivers a general a general league which would you say is the most important position
1: to have that like monster player at oh that's definitely not a uh that's not a answerable question Um, or does it come down to like what the league setup is yeah well okay yeah like tip number one that i would give anybody who's just getting into a league is definitely going to be um know the league settings which is, (laughs) i mean it sounds obvious but it's true know how many wide receivers you're playing know how many running backs you're playing know if there's a flex you know a lot of leagues are super flexes now where you got two quarterbacks if if you know if if it's a two quarterback league, you're gonna take a quarterback in the first round. If it's not, you're never gonna do that. So it's like drastically different,
0: right? Okay, so it would, would really depend upon just like how the layout of the league, the works. layout of the
1: league, and your and your personal um, draft spot and your personal values on players, I suppose. Because I think it's not about like what positions the most important. I think it's about finding edges in positions in other words if um if you know if you can get a good player at a particular position it's all relative to where you can draft them compared to where you value them i mean the later you can draft a player that you value highly the the better and obviously having to reach ahead for players is um never really a good thing so it's very it's very, uh, adaptable. Like you, you just have to, it's never a static thing. You can't say this is the best thing to do. It's definitely something you have to just kind of, right. Right. And that's the weird
0: thing about fantasy sports in general is once you think you've got it figured out, Oh, guess what? That dude just slipped and broke his ankle and now your team is nothing.
1: Right. And you know, even looking back at like five years ago, um, it wasn't crazy to see quor- uh, three quarterbacks go in the first round. That was like a totally normal thing. And nowadays, anybody who takes a quarterback in the first round, you know, half the league kind of has their hand over their mouth chuckling. Right. But so, every
0: yeah. every And that's the fun of it, too, is every league has that goofball player that makes that mistake to where you're like, oh, my God, they did that. They took a kicker in the third round. And it might not be a mistake.
1: The kicker might put up 2,000 points. We won't know until the end of the season. Um, and that's right. the beauty of the game in right. itself right. is that you are, you are the manager of your own team, and you can do whatever the p- you want to do, you know?
0: You can say fuck.
1: Yeah, I, I self censor. I don't know why I do that, but yeah, I so I said it's fuck. I just mouthed it. It's but fair you enough. know, you can do whatever you want. It's your team and that is the beauty of fantasy. There's no there's no right or wrong way to do it. Everyone just has different opinions.
0: Okay, so aside from not looking at the league settings and all that stuff, what would you say is the biggest draft mistake that people make? Um, like putting too much value on a home team. Well, homers. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Don't or, or, be a homer. Or listening <laughs> to listening
1: to hype. Um, no, because I mean, I think the hype is is from whatever outlet you're getting your news from. That's how you can make your informed decisions on what players you like. So I don't necessarily think it's like that, but it. I, I would say it comes down to um, lack of preparation. In other words. Um, before your draft starts, have an idea of the, you know, at least some players you like in that draft spot. And if you can't, if you don't have time to be super prepared, I would advise having a list of your maybe top 30 or 40 players. That way when the clock's on you, you don't make a spazzy decision because that happens too. You know, sometimes right. the clock's now on would you. you. Say
0: that's, a, that's a big mistake Absolutely. that a lot of first-time players make. Is
1: they, they Not even just first-time players. All players can make this mistake. <laughs> well, it's true.
0: <laughs> at, at every point in the draft, every point in every draft I do, it doesn't matter. There's always that one point where I feel like I'm rushed and I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do?
1: Yeah. I had two moments like that. in my. I did my first draft yesterday or the day before, and I literally had two Moments where I picked with one or two seconds left on the clock. So, you know, it's definitely just important to not not pick Tiki Barber, even though he's just an announcer now. You know, don't pick the guy who just... Joffrey Reynolds. Exactly. Calgary Stampeders, he's actually an excellent player. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... Uh. <laughs> First pick in the draft, Tim Brady. Tim Brady, you know. He went in the third <laughs> round, I think. Yeah, he did this year. Uh, um, so you just never know, and that's the beauty of it.
0: Well, now, would you say that one of the mistakes that a lot of people make as well is taking too much time, like, from not from a pick standpoint, but from an etiquette standpoint, like, Yes, th- think about it. But like, if th- this happened more so in person than online, because online now you can just set timers and it's like, okay, yeah, you're, you on, get, a clock, you're on a clock. You're on a clock. You get seconds, done. That minute. And that's it. Right. And that's the way most people do it. And for th- sure, there are a lot of leagues that still draft on- in person and Correct. all that. Now, would you say that's like a big etiquette mistake that a lot of people make?
1: Is they? I think towards the end of the draft, for sure. Right. I think at the beginning of the draft, everybody's going to be pretty hype, pretty still in it. And, uh, you know, everybody's not going to mind, you know, a little bit. Like of some delay. guys have
0: a whole presentation. Yeah, I'm sure. that guy. I'm I that know, guy. Right? It's cool.
1: Um, you know,
0: like I Like you've got that, your sparklers lit
1: and ready to go. Yeah. But if you know, even if you notice, you know, as a draft, I even I'm aware of that. You know, you get past round five or six. Let's just let's just get this done. Like we're just try, like, right, let's right. <laughs> let's get at this point, show at this
0: point. Let's get this show on the fucking road. Correct. I've heard you idiots mumble what you think is brilliance. Yo. And in actuality it is donkey shit. You just never know
1: though. You might think it's donkey shit and then it turns out to be gold. Okay,
0: statistically speaking, Tony Romo is not going to have a great year this year. That is year, correct. As far as uh NFL statistics go. I would agree with that. You know statement. what I mean? It's like that. Like uh, Anyway. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's 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 more onto the the uh uh personal aspect I guess of it that yeah th- like we said earlier the homers one of the big mistakes that a lot of the first time players make is oh well these guys are on my team I think it's a good team so I have to get them all
1: yeah and look it, at that point you got to you got to decide in your heart if you're playing fantasy football to win or if you're playing fantasy football to truly just have fun and know that what you're doing is hindering your chances at winning.
0: What you're doing is actually helping other people Correct. make a better you are,
1: you are worsening your chances <laughs> to win, but if it makes your you have a better, you know, a more enjoyable sort of experience, then, you know, by all means, you know, yes. draft draft every single, you know, we live in Houston, draft every single Houston Texans player right. that there is, you know. And Tammy,
0: you tiptoe so loud. Hi tammy say hi yes. tammy we have a we have a surprise guest in the little recording area
1: um,
0: yeah, okay, so um
1: so yeah, uh, don't be a Homer that's definitely good don't advice be, don't be a homer don't be a homer, <laughs> homer and and have a you know if you can at least do a few mock drafts, you know those are always fun
0: too those and there again, that's another aspect of it that wasn't that popular. Say five years ago, six Correct. years ago, and all
1: of a sudden people now realize, oh, wow, if I do this mock draft, I have a little bit of an advantage. It helps a lot. It shows you different scenarios. Now, I don't think necessarily going past the fourth or fifth round of a mock draft is that useful because um, everything's just going to change so much as it goes on anyway. Right. But definitely doing the first four or five rounds of a mock draft can be insanely useful because it'll just show you a lot of different scenarios that can happen you know what's funny
0: is for the first time this year i did mock drafts and when i did mock yes it is (laughs) when i did mock drafts you're good good. i'll make i'll just make fun of you the whole time that you're in here it happens this that's what happens when we record around where they keep the alcohol it's okay so yeah Okay. <laughs> I'm going to censor myself. <laughs> we'll just go ahead and say, beep. Your mother. Okay, so <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, like uh, the the Homer pick and all that. Um, just to kind of give some people an examples here, le- le- let's get your opinion on these, okay? I want who your personal... Favorite is like you just enjoy watching this person play, and who you think is the current best. Okay, so we're gonna get two answers off of each one of these. So for quarterback, who do you think is the best current quarterback
1: for fantasy purposes? Or for fantasy, yeah,
0: we'll talk. We'll or say fantasy. Real life.
1: I mean, they're fantasy. Close. We're talking. They're pretty close, but they're we'll. Pretty close. Um, I think QB number one at the end of this season.
0: Well, I'm not even saying at the end of the season. I'm saying right now, going into the season, who do you think is the best fantasy football I think quarterback it out there? Is going
1: to be Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Uh, him and Lamar Jackson are very close.
0: Now, on the personal side, who's your favorite to watch? Doesn't have to be one of those guys. You know? It is
1: one of those guys. Oh, okay. I like. I like watching Patrick Mahomes. Um, I, even though I think Lamar Jackson has some, like, uh, crazy jukes, like Madden-like jukes, which are very fun to watch. He reminds me of Vic. So yeah, much. man. Uh, oh, like, yeah, back in the day when Vic was, like, 99 everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, um, but, no, Mahomes, I just like some of his releases, his little side arms, his little back hands, his little behind-the-back stuff. Um, that's just cool, man. The street ball stuff. Yeah, man. I love watching Mahomes play. Uh, so he's definitely my favorite quarterback to watch.
0: Okay. So let's move on down the list here. Let's go, uh, running backs. Who do you think is going into this season? The number one running back.
1: It's definitely Christian McCaffrey. Now statistics will show us. He probably will not repeat as running back. Number one. This is a fact. Uh, I mean, it, it could happen. It's Teddy Bridgewater. Um, uh, who I, who I got to watch a lot cause I'm a saints fan. So I got to watch a lot of Teddy Bridgewater's career so far. Well, that so pretty far, much answers
0: lot. the personal one, then. Like, who's your personal favorite running back to watch?
1: Um, y- you know, it might actually be Kamara, but it's not necessarily even that much of a Homer thing. He just has some some very elusive stuff going on but Bar- saquon barkley is is also <coughs> uh some of his leaps and, and his moves right, are pretty right insane right, too. right right so those um, those those are my favorite guys like as that. far as running back goes we'll for say sure. well it's a mostly
0: a two-back system in the league anyway yeah <laughs> first yes. so for you non-fantasy football people that means that there are two <laughs> running backs yes
1: <laughs>
0: um so okay wide receiver Who's who's your who do you Uh, think is the number one wide receiver right now? From a fantasy perspective, yeah, straight fantasy. And
1: this is not a homer pick. It is Michael Thomas. Well, Um, I mean, you got to go with that
0: because the dude holds record. I will say
1: the same thing about him that I said about Christian McCaffrey, though. Though statistically, that stat isn't true. I believe receivers actually have repeated uh, as leaders before, Mm -hmm. whereas running backs never have. So that is something to keep in mind. But uh, I have yet to see a single draft this season uh, of any of my mock drafts or actual drafts or anything where Michael Thomas was not the first receiver off the board.
0: Right. Right.
1: So I think from a fantasy perspective, he's absolutely the guy uh, that you want to get though. I do think there are two or three guys in that tier and my personal favorite guy to watch is in that tier as well. He's not Michael Thomas though. And he is uh, our division rival. He's uh, a guy named Julio Jones. I think this man is a, is a monster <laughs> he's 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 just smooth he's a monster he is a big big man he right. is a big man and, he, and he, he's got ups right but and he's durable I mean people will argue that right that's kind of the knock on him is it everybody says he's always hurt but he plays through it um and when you look at his lack of touchdowns the last season or two. That number's got to go up. It just has to. Just simple probability will tell us that any right. guy who gets that much yardage and that few touchdowns, it's it's naturally going to go up. So I think he's definitely and a top three receiver this year. And, 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 and some th- at, so, at some point, you're going to
0: kind of like break through. He's going to break through that wall and just become a touch, touchdown monster.
1: Yeah, I'm actually curious to see what Justin Jefferson, who's another – that's a homer thing for me because I'm an LSU fan. Uh, and Justin Jefferson has been announced to start in the slot for the Minnesota Vikings, and he was my favorite college receiver to watch. And that kid has got some yard after catch written all over him. I think he is going to be crazy good this year.
0: Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to your uh, – your Yeah, that was just
1: random, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that, that goes back to homerness. But
0: okay. Um, so we'll go t- uh, tight end. Who do you think is currently the best tight end?
1: The best from a fantasy perspective is 100% George Kittle. Uh, I think some people might try to argue Kelsey or Ertz, but um, when you look at the metrics and the stats, the number one tight end is George Kittle. <laughs> it should be George Kittle whether he finishes this year as number one. Who knows? That's why we play fantasy.
0: Now, who's but your favorite tight end to watch right now?
1: Um I mean, vintage Gronk, if he comes back and, like, If,
0: if he performs like he used yeah, to, dude, yeah. If it,
1: if it looks like the father playing at the father-son football game who's trying right. a little too hard. Right. <laughs> if it looks right. like the, like, like he's stiff Like the
0: 50-year-old dude in the downtown Miami club. Yeah, man. If, play, I got you. If
1: Gronk, you know, I like, uh, even you look at, like, one of Vance McDonald's big plays last year. Yeah. Uh, He's the tight end for the Steelers, and he just mowed down like four guys with stiff arms. And I just love stuff like that. I love those guys who just.
0: Tight end is really one of those last remaining smash mouth positions.
1: For sure. And they have to do a lot of blocking, too. Right. So, right, right, uh, right, right. my opinion, one of the most athletic positions. Okay, ever. so now we'll go,
0: we'll stick with our leagues and what we do here. Um, defense, which encompasses special teams, all defensive aspects. Who do you think is the best defense going into this year?
1: Okay, so for new fantasy people, don't take a defense before your second to last pick. I'm just going to help you out. That's some free advice. <laughs> I'm not going to say that there's never a scenario where a defense isn't super good enough to where it, it, it could be warranted. But I'll say it's a general rule of thumb that you can apply 100% of the time, and you won't regret it.
0: You, will, right. you know,
1: there may be situations where you can deviate from that, but – if you stick to that advice, you will never kick yourself in the butt. It will always be okay that right. you waited that long to take a defense. So this year, I mean, you never know what defense is, right? Um, you, you just
0: never And know this is an good. unusual year as well because there's a lot of things that they normally get that they're not Facts. getting. Like uh, preseason. Facts. Like There's I mean, no preseason this year. There's, there's a lot of uh, players that move. As as a Texas fan, uh, DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals. Correct. And you got
1: got like half the Patriots sitting out for the COVID. Right. Like, you know, that's a lot of defensive players from arguably the best defense in the league last year. So um, defense is... And
0: in reality, that even affects next year because when all those guys come back, that means
1: that they've had a year to sit down and heal up. Correct. Um, All the guys sitting out... Are gonna well. It depends on if you view it as like sort of some sort of ring rust type situation, or if you view it as they're gonna be extra fresh. But either way, yeah. I think it'll be a combination of the
0: both. Yeah, probably. There'll be some that will take it as a chance to step up to the next tier, and some that will fall a couple of tiers
1: as Correct. well. Yeah. I mean, there aren't too many huge names that sat out this season. The only really notable one was Damian Williams uh, from a fantasy perspective uh right. was the running back for the Chiefs and that was a huge van- fantasy uh shift and it changed uh you know the value of of a, of a guy who I've seen going in the middle of the first round constantly so okay um
0: we're going to take a little break here but before we do random question uh one of the big things about draft days is eating what's the best food to
1: bring to the draft <laughs> Oh man. Uh are we drafting on our phones? Because so, you don't want anything too nasty. I'm too, saying it I'm okay, okay, okay,
0: okay. I gotta break this scenario down here for you. Okay, so I'm saying it is a afternoon draft.
1: Tight.
0: It's warm outside. Yeah. And um alcohol's there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the only reason I'm just saying nothing too greasy if you're drafted on your phone because um, uh, i am just... I'll say that, that phones
0: and laptops will be used, but yeah. it is a
1: everybody get-together. Yeah, I mean, as long as you have napkins, wet naps... Uh, you know, Lava soap. Yeah, stu- yeah <laughs> Gasoline. Stu- stuff to cleanse your hands. Because I do not want to miss this pick. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. I think, uh, you know, yeah, finger foods are the best. Wings, nachos. Um. Something quick, couple bites Man, done. Can, look, if you can spit roast a pig... Go for it, cause <laughs> like that would be delicious, and I would love take partaking in a draft. I would probably the
0: pool. draft less, well or not as well as I normally would, because I would be more interested in the spit roasted Absolutely. pig. Absolutely, I would be in the pool with a mai tai,
1: spit roasted. See, pig.
0: now that's something that a lot of people don't think about as well is the mind games of drafting as oh well. Yeah. Oh There's yeah. a lot of psychological warfare that kind of goes on with drafting and like who can even in the actual nfl draft like oh well we might take this guy oh well no actually we're gonna take this guy or i'll talk about this dude and talk him up because i know you're two picks ahead of
1: me and you don't know what you're doing <laughs> so you're gonna take this Maybe guy lead him to take that yeah right. that's a real thing man and a lot of people are just dead silent for the same reason. Like It's kind of like having a poker hand, and you're bluffing, and you're just like, oh, maybe I if I don't noti- say anything, I they won't take my I have noticed you on your
0: drafts that it's like, okay, about five to six picks ahead, you just you don't say nothing. You don't say nothing. I don't say
1: nothing until my player gets taken, and T- then I'm like, I wanted that. Or right. <laughs> yeah, like,
0: right, well, you don't say nothing, and then if that player's not taken, you take them. Yeah. And then you got another five or six picks, and you don't stop talking. (laughs) Yeah, that's me. That's me. I mean, every league has them, and every draft has them. I'm Ruxin. It's cool. I own it. (laughs) It's it's psychological warfare, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I think it's it's like I said, coming from someone who takes it extremely seriously, I also realize that it's a game, and it's about having fun, which is why – I'm also the guy making the stupid videos where I try to act like a professional wrestler talking to the rest of my league <laughs> about how much they suck and how I'm going to just win again. And We are here
0: in southeast Alabama, yeah, there's Dothan.
1: This, there's nothing anyone can do about there's it. There's
0: nothing you can do.
1: You know, and so I enjoy playing that sort of heel character. And so, yeah, no, you got to realize it's, it's a game, man. Even if you are betting on it, obviously you should never bet above your means. Um so as long as you're just, you know man, just keeping it recreational even on DraftKings and stuff it's, it's never that serious. But man, I tell you what, when you're sweating a big lineup going for that big money on DraftKings or something <laughs> it's it's intense. One more yard.
0: <laughs> one more yard.
1: Yeah, it's intense.
0: <laughs> oh man, lots of new cuss words get made. Yeah, and it's that, crazy. That, that's for sure. Okay, now um one last little weird question here and then we'll take a break for a minute. Team names. Yeah,
1: that's half the fun of fantasy football. Like,
0: what's what? uh, Do you think it should apply to your team or to the league name? I mean, that's
1: that—that's the beauty of it. It's it's got it's it's you. It's It's your personal thing. It's the same as drafting Tim Brady with the first overall pick of the draft. (laughs) You know, it's your. Do you
0: do you outsource your names and go look them up, or do you come up with them yourself?
1: Um, the one league I've started this season so far, um, I, d- I won't say I outsourced it, but I did steal it, but Shame. It, it was too appropriate. Shame. Yeah. But it, I stole it from the television show, the league, which is directly about fantasy football.
0: This is true. And a very funny show. If you've never and watched it, was, it it's not called
1: it. the Kevin's Microdongs. No, <laughs> which is also. An actual team that's name actual team. from that show.
0: Right, <laughs> right. Now, I've seen some that it's like, oh, wow, that's, uh, <laughs> that's kind of that's pushing it there, buddy. Oh, for sure.
1: Uh, I mean, you got to keep it in good taste, right? Right. Um, keep it in good taste, but have fun with it. It's your team. It's right. your team. Yeah, to any more, any more that's literally
0: half the fun is finding out the right name and then like the lo- right little logo or icon to go with yeah. it cuz if they don't match man and then if you end up having to trade or drop that player you have to come up with a whole that your that your name is based around you have to come up with a whole new name correct that is also true like unless you, you're unless you're able to come up with a generic one but the only way you can keep a generic one is if you win
1: that is why i have traditionally very rarely. I can't even remember the last time I named my personal teams after a player because I'm willing to trade anybody throughout the season. If you offer me the right deal, like, you know, nobody's off limits. Give me the right. Easy
0: there, Ted DiBiase. I mean, it's true. It's yeah, a million dollars. Everybody has a price. Because you,
1: you, got, you got people out there who are like, I would never Where's trade. Virgil? Somebody bring Virgil. Uh, yeah, there he is right there. I would never. I will. You hear people say that. I would never trade this person. Well, you shouldn't say that. Like. I will probably not trade this person, but if someone right,
0: then that person goes out and has their leg snapped in half, and yeah. it's oh hey, anybody want to trade for exactly, this person exactly,
1: exactly? Or somebody just offers you something ridiculous for them, right? Like, you know, so there's no absolutes in fantasy football, but right. yeah, it's a it's a blast.
0: Well, I mean, there is a, there are some absolutes, but they're like almost a sociological asp- absolute mm-hmm. in that like you always have that one person that fucks up a draft. Somehow some way, it used to be like they would wouldn't write their pick down or uh, or things the, like that yeah, like, yeah. Uh, the online has made it a little bit more cutthroat in that to where now it's like, yeah, if
1: you make a mistake. That's on you. We had a guy you. drafted Jared Abadaris, Green Bay's fifth string receiver a few years ago in the first or second round. Jared
0: Abazaba?
1: Yeah, exactly, dude. And
0: he, you never know.
1: The other guys could come up hurt, No, sick, no, it was a legit botch. Like, the dude just Okay, misplaced. no,
0: that's what I'm saying, is for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, but you never know. You never know. Right. Go into the (laughs) season, and
0: all of a sudden, that dude could be the next big thing. Everybody's going to be talking about Jared Abizaba. Peyton Hillis.
1: Second coming of Peyton Hillis. Yeah, he's
0: going to be Jared (laughs) Abizaba. Mark my words. Jared Abizaba is going to be everywhere. Yep,
1: yep.
0: All right, y'all. We're going to take a quick little break, then we're going to come back with Josh for round number two, get some uh, predictions for the upcoming season. Uh, Maybe a few little hints and tips for some folks out there that are – Kind of in, in a toss-up for some decisions on their own personal teams so uh don't go nowhere it is the fantasy football edition of the little bit strange podcast and okay guys we're back with uh round number two part two whatever you want to call it of the fantasy football special for the little bit strange podcast um we got my buddy josh here uh always enjoy talking fantasy football with him. He has a lot of good insights here. So what we're going to do for this last little bit here is we're basically just going to kind of run down uh, some, some people that you might think, I don't know, are either under the radar or just ones that you, you think people that fit certain scenarios. Maybe it will help somebody out there make a decision on their own team. Sure. So, um, but first and foremost, got to ask, going back to the draft stuff do you think that dra- wh- what is the most um I, no, you know what i can't say most popular because everybody has a different opinion um i mean there is a most how popular important how program, if that's oh what you're getting no at. no 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 how important is your draft
1: spot <laughs> depends on who you ask look the fact is you can win from any draft position you can win from any draft position um would it just because be be? But yes, it's 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 loaded. Like certain spots have, and you can you well, certain a- spots have statistically better options to get people. Absolutely. I get that absolutely. Um, and there's
0: also personal preference as well.
1: But you could see a shift and from year strategy, to year, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Look, but b- the fact is, you can win from any spot. Don't don't convince yourself otherwise.
0: Oh right! When I first started this, everybody wanted number one, two, or three, and uh, now and you still should. Well, now people (laughs) are more inclined to be okay with the end of middle draft.
1: I think it varies year to year. There's just a lot of factors that go into that. And size of league, uh, league settings and all that stuff. For instance, for me, if I think there are, let's say you're in a 10-person league. Collusion. And I think there are 14 really good players. And then starting after that, the 15th player is good, but not really good in my mind. Right. So that means I obviously want to be at the back end of the draft, possibly, so that I can get two of the players that I deem are in the top 15. Yes. Um, And obviously that adjusts as you go. Um, So this year, I think it's definitely an advantage to be on the front end because I personally think there are closer to, uh, you know, 30 below 30 elite options, like through 35 or 36. And so I think that being on the front end, you're going to get three really good players, whereas the people on the back end are only going to get two.
0: OK, fair enough. Fair enough. OK, so um, we're about to start the 2020 Oof. S- NFL season.
1: <laughs> hopefully,
0: hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. Um, first, right out the gate, who do you think has the biggest possible impact this year? In do, terms of what, fantasy in impact? In, ter- in terms of fantasy, who do you think is just going to be that,
1: that dude Ooh. that is going to put up numbers that are just – So you're actually asking me who I think is going to finish the year as the, as best the top guy in their respective positions? I'm saying overall. Well, I mean, that will probably be a quarterback because the quarterback is the highest scoring position on the team. So, if we're going overall score, yeah, it'll be Mahomes. Well, I mean, or like Lamar last Jackson.
0: year, you had McCaffrey who kind of ran with, ran away with it with uh, running backs, Lamar Jackson kind of. Yeah, ran I mean, with I think you really QBs. have to
1: compare it per position. I don't think you can really be overall about it because it's like it literally is comparing apples and oranges. But in their respective positions, I mean, I think there are two or three guys in each position that I think are the clear front runners. Quarterbacks are going to be, you know, Mahomes, Jackson, Russell Wilson. Running backs are going to be Zeke, uh, Christian McCaffrey, and uh, Saquon Barkley. Uh, And then you've got uh, receivers are probably going to be Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, and Julio Jones are going to be your, like, safest three in each spot. And then tight ends are going to be Kittle, Kelsey, and uh, Ertz uh, for sure. What about kickers? Everybody forgets a kicker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I gave you earlier some hint about defense with the second to last pick, let's go ahead and add a little hint on the end of that. You're gonna take a kicker with your last pick.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you do not wanna take a kicker before the last round
0: and it, it's a pretty safe bet at that at that yeah yeah that i, that I think in, in in
1: one of my leagues, I think there was a kicker taken in like the seventh or eighth round when there's just. There there's no was need. some. There was some. Still there's some premium talent no out there.
0: Somebody hadn't been drinking a lot at they like that I like Justin point. Tucker, man. <laughs> hey. He's Tuck a great kicker. Run.
1: Justin Tucker, if you're out there, you're a great kicker, man. But you ain't seventh round. Justin Tennessee, Tucker,
0: worthy. if you're listening to this podcast, holy shit, get hold of me. I want you on the show. Justin
1: Tucker is not the drafting kicker. Justin
0: Tucker, not the, the, the random guy at the fucking yeah. The kicker, Texaco. Justin
1: Tucker, is not drafting the kicker, Justin Tucker, in the seventh round. So. <laughs> Even he even he would be like, no, dude, don't yeah, do that. Yeah, dude, don't just do don't do it. Just don't do it. You don't do it.
0: Either that or he's going to be the evil angel sitting on his shoulder going, pull the trigger.
1: Yeah. Pull the trigger. Know. Do it. Dang. Do it. Hey, he could do be it. Take me in the fourth round. <laughs> he could I'm be good. Dude, he could be the first 2,000-point kicker in the history of football. Who knows?
0: Okay. Um, so uh, let's just kind of run down positions here. Like I said, there's no preseason this year. Yeah. So a lot of people are kind of up in the air about some Oh yeah, there's uh, a lot of values that are pretty shifty cuz maybe maybe you can uh uh shed some light on them or help them Sure. help somebody make a decision here. So we're going to go the top 3, we're going to do this over under style. Okay? Mm? I want the top 3 overrated and the top 3 underrated. Okay? Sure. Okay. So we'll we'll start off the bat with with QBs. Who do you think is the top 3 underrated QBs
1: this year. Okay, so we're talking underrated in terms of, like, where they're being drafted, right? Cause right, like, you think that – They should be going way above where they're drafted.
0: Y- yeah, you think that by the end of the year, they're going to be way ahead of their
1: projections. Okay. Um, so, I think uh, Ben Roethlisberger, for sure, he's being undrafted in a lot of leagues. He could easily turn in a top-ten performance. I mean, he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. So he's right in there. You know, a lot of people are low on Breeze and Aaron Rodgers this year, and I put Roethlisberger right first in with ballot, those guys. Of Raper. Yeah, exactly. but they're all just capable, you know, man. They all could right. just turn it in. So, yeah, I think the fact that Ben is being undrafted is just disrespectful. Um, Don't poke the bear, son. Yeah, <laughs> I think Joe Burrow has a lot of sleeper potential. I mean,. Just because uh, of the unknown factor? Yeah, man. I mean, look, here's, here's what we know about him, and I'm going to leave my Homerisms out of this. Um, the guy Too ju- late. The guy just turned in the best statistical season of a college quarterback in collegiate football history. Right, you and Ryan
0: Leaf was supposed to be the next coming of Joe Namath.
1: Hey, hey, here's what we know. The guy in the history of college football just had the most spectacular season a quarterback has ever had in the entire history of college right. football. Uh, he just won the Heisman. He with
0: a coach that talks like Boomhauer. He <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. That says even more. <laughs> um, he is going to a situation where let's look at his weapons. He's got Joe Mixon, who is an amazing talent. Uh, their offensive line's a little busted and no one's gonna rave about them. But he's got AJ Green, the dude for got, at least
0: one year. Yeah.
1: He's got Tyler Boyd. Um he's got he just picked up Austin <laughs> Hooper. Uh, No, that's Cleveland. No, my bad. Eifert. Uh, no, no, Eifert's elsewhere. He's in uh, maybe Jacksonville now. But yeah, he's got some good weapons. Look, man, Joe Burrow has everything surrounding him uh, to to make this happen. And again, we're just talking about guys. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying you draft Joe Burrow. Uh, as your QB, as your starting QB, right? He needs, you know. But I'm saying he's undrafted in a lot of leagues, and this kid could be the next Mahomes we just don't know he's shown his abilities to be very mobile
0: right I think this is one of those times where this is a perfect example of if we had had preseason with it it would be a whole different story right now
1: yeah oh 100 percent um we we don't know what we're going to get from him but that's kind of my point is there is a huge unknown possibility with him and he could be a total bust but with your last don't pick let of the, the 2020 draft, get you yeah but with your last bench spot you know, it's worth taking a flyer the same way I think it was worth taking a flyer on Mahomes a few years ago on his blow up year. It's just a guy who's shown a lot of potential. Oh my God, stop living in the past, I'm son. Saying, we get it. You, you know won. know I mean? Damn it. Um, you know, and so it's it's a similar pick to that. So Joe Burrow is my number two guy there. And I would say my other underrated quarterback is probably Aaron Rodgers, man. Um, he's still Aaron Rodgers, and he's getting drafted outside the top 15 quarterbacks right now,
0: if at all. Yeah. Like, he oh. didn't get drafted in our league.
1: Is he not? Is he yeah, still sitting I there? Don't, I, I don't think I, he did. I believe he's I not be on wrong. waivers, but, you know. Uh, I yeah. haven't looked. I could be wrong. I, I think he's still Aaron Rodgers, man. Right. Yeah. Those, <laughs> Rodgers! Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think – I think those are my three guys that I think should be going a little higher. Uh, my honorable mention would be Tom Brady, but I'm, uh, I can't say that because he actually just went third round Dude, in I, our league.
0: I tell you what, if Tom Brady goes down to Tampa Bay and he fucking balls out and just wrecks fucking shop, yeah, I will officially never talk bad about Tom Brady again. I know, man. I'm going to have to eat a lot of words myself. And <laughs> I'm going to have to eat a lot what? of comments. You know what? Actually, no, I will take that back. <laughs> I will be less inclined to talk shit about Correct. Tom Brady. Now, if he comes back for a full 2021 season and does it again with everybody playing and everybody there yeah. and all the preseason and all the training cast, ca- bro. He's that's got what I'm no reason not to do it this time. That's what I'm saying is, like, if he can do it this year with none of the preparation and then come back next year and do it with all kinds of preparation,
1: yeah, goat. I will uh, – He's the goat. You will officially officially have the goat title. Yeah, dude. I don't give him the goat title right now, but if he does that, if he blows up the next 2 seasons, yeah. At least one would, out of the next 2. And he has tons of weapons there. He should do it, man. I, I mean, don't think I
0: don't necessarily think that they will this year, but I think that next year they could easily be Super Bowl contender.
1: Again, uh, you know, if if they you just look at the fact the, the guy right has way. two receivers that are both being taken inside the top, I believe, like 12 or 13 receivers overall.
0: And he's got a first-ballot Hall of Famer tied in, too. Uh, we'll On see, the we'll end of his career. But he's got O.J. Howard, too, cre- I believe. Right. On the end of his career, who's also going to be teaching O.J. Howard, who is a beast. He's got LaShawn McCoy, too. He's got Shady in the backfield. And field. a coach
1: who's very pass-happy. Right.
0: And who will gladly step back and go, all right. Go ahead, Tom. Terrific. <laughs> Here we go. You get to do what Peyton did before yeah. he retired. Do you you get to play the game your way. And, and he's basically going to be playing
1: Madden in real life. And if he does it, man, more props to him.
0: Right. Now, if he falls on so his face, I, on I will. So sleep on Tom Terrific. <laughs> if, he doesn't if he falls get drafted on his in the face, I will laugh. I will yeah. Ha, ha, ha. It'll ha, be, ha.
1: It'll be easy. It'll be easy to go. Belichick's the man. Okay. So. Um, and then as far as uh, the other side, I'm sorry. Uh. The other side of things, the guys the, that, I think the, are that are overrated, that
0: are coming in. You think they're going to finish okay, way below so what are If you're playing PPR for
1: sure and running backs, we're going to talk about Derek Henry. Well, no,
0: no, 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 no. I'm going uh, straight quarterbacks right now.
1: Oh, straight quarterbacks. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, quarterbacks no, it's Quarterbacks that I think are being taken too high. Um.
0: Like, you think at the end of the year, their projections are going to be way lo- – or their numbers are going to be way lower than what their projections are?
1: I mean, man, it's tough to say a quarterback because I think quarterback's wide open, right? So, I think compared to where they're being projected, I would, I would actually say Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Russell Wilson who are all being the first taken as the first three quarterbacks off the board. And that's just because I think there are so – there's so much value at quarterback. So that would be my actual answer off the top of my head is don't waste an early-round pick on a quarterback. Those guys are all fantastic. But, um, I mean, I guess trying to answer the question more realistically for what you're kind of going for, I guess I would say, ugh, guys that are being drafted too high. I think Kyler Murray is being drafted too high um, because –
0: too many unknowns.
1: He's still a young, man, and I don't think he showed us a lot of I mean I didn't see what everyone else saw last year. So Kyler Murray for sure. Um Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> because I saw what he did in New Orleans and as a Saints fan and I don't think New I don't think Carolina's getting this shit. What gym.
0: about w- ones like
1: Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo's not a great fantasy quarterback. He's just not. He's that, that offense is super run happy. They're the highest run team in the league, I believe. Them and the Ravens are one and two. Okay. So yeah, Garoppolo is just not a fantasy friendly option. So he might be the third answer for that exact reason. I'm glad you kind of brought him up. Or Cam Newton, who's uh, taking over for Tom Brady in New England. He's getting dra- undrafted in a lot of leagues, or drafted right, very which late. Which is surprising. So yeah, I don't think I think when you get him is is very fair or balanced. Matter of fact, I would put him almost on the other side of things. Uh, guys that I think you can get a steal on. Right. Yeah, he or he's more on that end than he is on the. Right. Okay. Um, so
0: let's go ahead and let's move on to running backs. Um, and we'll start off with underrated or uh, overrated. Who do you think are some so overrated
1: backs out there Derek right Henry, now? Derrick Henry, if you're in PPR, for sure. Uh, guy's going top five pick. He doesn't catch a lot of passes. I don't think he's ever going to catch a lot of passes. And quite frankly, the amount of work they're putting on him, he is, he is a human being. It is going to eat away at him. This man, And he's a big human yes, being, too. Yes, man. This guy is a danger of breaking down at any time. You're not going to hear me say that a lot about a lot of players. So R- uh,
0: Fournette, perfect example, correct, Leonard man.
1: Fournette. Correct, man. And, and I was big on him coming out of college, but I told everybody, this guy's insanely talented, but man, he gets hurt a lot. Right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so I think Derrick Henry at his current ADP of five is way too high. I think j- there's a lot of questions about Joe Mixon. So I actually think Joe Mixon's ADP of late first round is too high for my liking. Uh, he could fall to me at 11 or 12, and I still don't think I'd take him. Um, and I could eat my words with this. The guy has the potential to be a top five running back, but
0: I don't think his line's good enough.
1: It's not, man. And from what we've seen, it hasn't been. So unless Joe Burrow does, you know, what, what Joe Burrow might do, but isn't likely, then Joe Mixon's not going to have this huge resurgence. So I think Joe Mixon's being targeted a little high. And then, um, oh, I think it's easy to say that um, perhaps the. Uh, the cat for uh, – and this one, uh, this one's going to draw a lot of criticism, but it is what it is. Uh, it's possible that the Jonathan Taylor for uh, the Indy, uh, or Jonathan Williams, I don't know, uh, it, he's he's going to be really hit or miss, man. <laughs> Marlon Mack's still there, and people are taking him pretty freaking high. So I think those are three guys uh, that I think are probably going a little higher than they should.
0: Now, Henry, I get because, like you said, especially in PPR, because, I mean, look at how many passes he doesn't get. Correct. He's just not a catching back. He needs he, those touchdowns. Now, I, I foresee him getting a lot of short yardage touchdowns. A lot of – He is a bruiser. Ten, I'd even say 15 yards in the in are going to be where he's going. He's just going to run people over. He's mm. going to give you the highlight ESPN highlight reel, truck stick, and stiff arm. And then he's just going to step in like the dude's a monster sized human being on top of the fact that he's just strong, too. But he's not a number
1: five guy because he just doesn't catch. Correct. I mean, that's how I feel about it in PPR. In non-PPR, I think you can totally give him a top five pick. Uh,
0: The Mixon one, I definitely agree with Mixon because, like I said, for me it all comes down to that offensive line. That offensive line is so sketchy that it's hard to even want to accept that they could do well because at the first sign of doing well, you know that line's going to get a little cocky and they're just going to fade back to what they were and then it snowballs out of it correct they they pull a cleveland at that point um okay so uh over wait we did a underrated underrated yeah let's do underrated running backs ones that you think are going to overproduce their or outproduce their projections
1: um so the guys i think that are going to outproduce their projections um Guys, so that's oh, uh, guys that are just going way too late. So Austin Eckler for sure is going way too late. Um, he's which
0: he's a good kes- catching back, isn't he?
1: Correct, he's excellent in PPR, and I think he'll be fine outside of PPR. He's going right outside and they the have out a tw- new, they top well, twenty.
0: They have a new quarterback too, and Tyrod
1: Taylor. Uh, no, uh, yes, correct, correct, and that and Tyrod is traditionally a short yardage passer, so it, it fits right into that sort of skill set. So I definitely think that um that he's he's being undervalued. I think John uh the Terminator, Mr. Connor. Yeah. Uh yeah, I do believe James Connor. James Connor is um Gimme your keys, your he clothes. Is, you know, he you know the, the potential is there that for him to be just a bell cow back and he's going in, I believe, the third round. So, I think he's being um, definitely undervalued. And um, probably Mark Ingram, actually. Um, really? Be- yeah, just because we don't know how that situation is going to go with him and Dobbins. Um, and so, right now, from what we know, Mark Ingram is a centerpiece on one of the top rushing teams in the league. And so, yeah. I mean I mean again we're just talking about where he's being drafted like I think he could easily be, be higher than uh, he is. You know. What do
0: you think about uh, – what's his name in Atlanta? Uh, 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 Gurley? Gurley.
1: Yeah, Gurley's got a lot of upside for where he's being drafted too, I think. You know, this guy was just number one in overall in the draft not nah, nah, just a year or two ago. Right. And now he's being – Melvin Gordon, f- same thing. Yeah, him p- picked in the fourth round well, G- Gordon's now in Denver, I believe. Yeah, I'm a little more concerned about him just because I think Philip Lindsay is a capable back uh, – to back him up, which might cut into some of his passing work. But – Mel- Melvin Gordon is a, is a legit uh, candidate, as is. I mean, you know, you got guys like uh, even Le'Veon Bell again, top five pick for several years in a row. Right, but he went from Pittsburgh, which is a Super Bowl contender, to the Jets, which are a joke. Yeah, yeah, uh, and again, I'm not saying Le'Veon should be a top five pick. I'm just saying he's a guy that when you're looking, at, you know, in the fourth and fifth round, where he's going. Yeah, I mean, if you happen to get a couple receivers early and went that way, him and Fournette are the two guys that are like probably going to shoulder the load for those teams. And what uh, do
0: you think about Johnson and Johnson for the Texans? So, man, no more tears. Are, you
1: know, <laughs> I guess Duke's not hurt, is he? You, I'm right, okay. not that I know. Okay, so I don't think O'Brien bring you know making this ludicrous trade and getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson, I think he can't let it fail. So I think you can rest assured David Johnson's going to plop over the goal line (laughs) from the one at least three or four times this year. Um, Right. So I think DJ, he's in that same range as those guys, right? Fifth round, sixth round even. And, yeah, I think at that round, if you're getting a guy who's going to get the bulk of the work for any team, it's a good value there.
0: Well, also add in the fact that our receiving core is one of the oldest out there. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> I mean, it's like one of them has an issue with their head, one of them has an issue with their back, one of them has an issue with their knees or quads or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so those are those are your oh, over unders for sure. running backs. Okay, let's uh let's move on to wide receivers um your underrated ones ones that you think are going to um out, outperform what they're projected at
1: for sure man I, it's like a, i don't even know some of these guys names is right that shows my preparation but i do know exactly where they are and i could tell you right off the top of my head who they are it's okay. so a number two guy for miami his name is preston something i believe um or something to that degree. Matter of uh, fact, he's
0: uh the number two behind Devontae Parker.
1: Preston Williams, yeah. Miami. Um, yeah, the number two behind Devontae Parker and probably a little bit more of a possession receiver. I think uh he's I'm looking at his projection, criminally under projected, criminally under projected week one. Um now do you think that's because of all the question marks with uh Tua? No, I mean look, here's the deal. I mean, yeah, well maybe, right? And I who's their other quarterback? Like Fitz Fitz is still there, right? I think.
0: I don't know if Fitzmagic is still there or I'm
1: not. I'm like 90% sure he's still there. Um, and here's the thing. They only have two receivers. They only have two. Their number three and four guy both sat out with COVID. So
0: so it's either get somebody in free agency and or someone and I mean from they, practice. Yeah, ball they, and they have other up.
1: guys on their bench now, but you can rest assured that their number one and two guys who are most acclimated with that offense are going to see the very high bulk of the routes run. And so I think Preston Williams is huge. You can pick him up. I believe I saw him in the very last round of of our really? draft. Really? Yes. Uh and the guy who picked him even made a comment when he was picking him about how uh Preston Williams is definitely yeah. So yeah, he fits that bill. Um Other than that as far as receivers go that I think you can get like that are that should go higher than they are. I m- said this guy earlier, so I'll say it again. Uh, Justin Jefferson, man. He's going to be the number two target in Minnesota behind Thielen. And, um,
0: well, they've got Thielen, Cook, and uh, they're c-
1: – I usually don't talk about running backs in terms of target share because usually a high mm. target share on a running back is still only 15%, 10%. Percent, percent.
0: Right, but don't they have a, a good tight end as well?
1: Uh, I believe it's Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. Uh, But they just lost Stephon Diggs. So Right, so
0: so, uh, what's his name? And the real important part for PPR
1: is that uh, Jefferson is playing the slot. Right, that quick little dump off, get it out and go. That's where Cousins likes to go. That's where Thielen normally plays. So it's going to be a little bit of adjustment. could hurt Adam Thielen's value. Uh, But I do think based on where he's being drafted, Jefferson Jefferson, you can get in the 12th, 13th, 14th round, and he could provide easy wide receiver two numbers. So, yeah, definitely that guy. And then um, the guys that are going late, man. Yeah, that's tough because I just think uh, – oh, uh, I'll go with, I'll go with a little bit of a homer pick on that and say Emmanuel Sanders could be a guy that, um, you know, he's getting a Hall of Fame quarterback. He has Michael Thomas on the other end of the field. And Emmanuel Sanders is going in the putridly late rounds as well. Uh, f- you, you'll notice with The, the, the Texans quarterbacks,
0: or er, uh, wide receivers, any Will one Fuller of them. If, if they
1: can stay healthy, any one of them can be a superstar. I'm not super confident in Cooks in this system just because he's new to the system and I don't think there's a lot. But I do think if Will Fuller could stay healthy, he's got huge upside for where he's being drafted. I think if Stills can stay healthy, he's got an even bigger
0: upside just because he's a little bit more durable than Fuller. A little bit, just, uh, I like him a little bit more for Watson's
1: style. I've never been a big Stills fan when it comes to fantasy, for sure, just because he's very yeah. That's uh, I, that,
0: is, and that is a that is the one of the most difficult things when we discuss fantasy football is if you hear the barking, it's my dog. <laughs> my dog is like dreaming and barking in her sleep over there. It's and crazy. and
1: that's that's why I like Justin Jefferson, right? It's not that I like him in real football necessarily, but for fantasy purposes, a guy who's going to get ninety, hundred targets out of the right, slot, and that's that's him, the problem
0: that I, I've come to realize. I'm, I'm I'll fully admit I'm new to talking about fantasy football from the host of a podcast standpoint, yeah. and I have to remember to keep personal out of it because there's a difference – well, not even personal. There's a difference between playing football or wanting teams to win in football and fantasy football.
1: Correct. And I'll throw in uh, just one other name real quick, Jameson Crowder, for sure. Jameson Crowder. Oh, yeah. Dude is a target magnet. He's going to easily get over 100 targets this year. And he is going in the double-digit rounds for sure. Right, tomorrow.
0: but he has who? Sam Darnold thrown to him?
1: I mean, hey, bro. Sam. One st- point per Sam reception. Sam. Uh, mono. Point, mono, you know, mono. I think Donald? last year. I think last year Crowder had a game that was like fourteen receptions for sixty yards. Well, guess what? That's a twenty-point performance.
0: <laughs> right. Oh no, I've I've had him several times, and <laughs> if he saved my ass a couple of times in some leagues. Um, just never
1: while Sam Darnold has thrown to him. No, I mean, yeah, look, Darnold's not great. He's not.
0: He's a hot pile of garbage.
1: And then receivers, I mean, I don't think that there's necessarily receivers that I think are overrated, but I'll say that the receivers I'm not touching this year with a 10-foot wet noodle is uh, definitely for sure Keenan Allen at his current ADP. I don't trust Tyrod Taylor at all. (laughs) So uh, Keenan Allen, I'm not going anywhere near him. Well, Tyrod
0: Taylor just came from the Bills, right?
1: He wasn't even starting there, bro. I mean, Josh Allen was starting there. That's true. Tyrod Taylor came in off the street, homie. (laughs) Yeah, like Tyrod Taylor wasn't starting anywhere last year.
0: See, and there again, back to the like separating fantasy from Uh real. Like fantasy, yeah, that's not a good matchup. Real. That dude's got nothing to lose. He it's could be true. the next fucking
1: Willie it, Beeman. It's true. It's just, I mean, he's had a chance. He showed us kind of what he was working with. and right. It wasn't, and, and <laughs> it wasn't cool, all it's that. It's crazy
0: how much, like, the when it doesn't go right, the player shoulders the blame. But it go, when it goes right, the coach gets all the credit. It's like, yeah. maybe Tyrod Taylor would have been a better quarterback if he would have had better coaches around him or better, better management drafting. That's true. Like, just like Cincinnati. Cincinnati at one point had A.J. Green. Um, they had uh, uh, Andy Dalton. Shit, Carson Palmer. Yep. Uh, their running game was good. Their line was good. Their defense was They nasty. were making the playoffs all the time. Man. They were starting to make the playoffs, the whole deal. Yeah. And then the ownership all of a sudden decided that they weren't going to spend money on the team anymore and turned on the fans. Yeah, so it's like a shame. Fuck, man. Come on. So
1: it's a shame. I'm not big on a Cortland Sutton either. Just don't do don't it. Way to keep me on point there. I got you, brother. <laughs> uh, I'm sitting here trying to think of this sh- stuff while you're like, I'm like, who else? So that's why I was just like, I was ready. I was like, Cortland Sutton. <laughs> Cortland, S- Cortland S- Sutton. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have to
0: say this name. Yes.
1: So I don't like Cortland Sutton. He does uh, not have a name. <laughs> yes, no. Uh, that's another guy that I'm I'm just kind of fading. So yeah, I mean, there's a few man. Cool.
0: Well, um, thank you so much for coming on and doing this, man. <laughs> no, really, like we're 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 pretty much out of time. Dude. Perfect. Like, no, I'm glad. Thank you, thank you for coming out. And appreciate it. Um, yeah, hopefully man. you help somebody out there make a decision. Hopefully we didn't bore too many people out there about <laughs> fantasy football. Um, Play he,
1: fantasy football. It's fun.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, it's fun. Get in a league. If you don't know anybody, just join one on Yahoo and learn how to do it. You'll be surprised at how much you enjoy it. Um, like I said, thank you again for doing this. I appreciate it. Good luck in your seasons. Thank you. Uh, you as well. In all your drafts, you're gonna lose. <laughs> that the belt is coming this way. Seriously. Just saying,
1: eleventh pick is not good, y'all.
0: Yeah. N- well, ninth is not exactly ninth better. is
1: not great either, brother. <laughs> that's
0: that's that's what you're getting. Oh, that's a double. That's a double whammy for your team name, the eleventh hour. Um. <laughs> <laughs> case you don't know that's a horrible band from Yo. around here
1: y'all suck 11th hour yeah like horribly and a great edward norton movie true very very true or was that the 25th hour i think it was the 25th hour
0: 27 days or two two, two and a half monkeys i don't know anyway good luck um <laughs> we'll see if uh we can get you on during the actual season yeah. See if some of these predictions come true. Ooh, <laughs> we <go. laughs> we'll see. Thanks again for listening to y'all. Please be careful. Enjoy your fantasy football if you're starting out there. Good luck in your drafts, and we'll see you next time on the Little Bit Strange Podcast.